Welcome to the Thunderbirds Coaches Show, episode two of the basketball season, and I'm joined by women's head coach, Tracy Sanders. Hi, thanks for having me. No problem. <laughs> also, big thanks to Warehouse Bar Plus Kitchen. They're a proud sponsor of SU Athletics, Warehouse Bar Plus Kitchen. Has great food, good drinks, and is always showing all of your favorite sports and UFC fights. Mark your calendar for their New Year's Eve event. Follow Warehouse on social media to see all the ongoing fun. Warehouse would like to remind everyone have fun and always drink responsibly. And coach, thank you for taking the busy time out of your schedule today. You know, middle of the season so far for the Thunderbirds. It is, but we're just getting into finals. So we have a little bit of a break right now, which has been nice. Um, We got some worn out bodies right now that we're trying to repair. So this week I think will be nice for us. Yeah, so about a month in the season, right now Thunderbirds sit at three and six so far, but also a really tough non-conference slate. We do. We had a really, really tough non-conference schedule. You know, we still have Utah left to play here before Christmas, so it's been good for us. You know, I think one of the things that we've really tried to focus on is getting better with every game, whether it's a win or a loss, and understanding the value in playing such a tough non-conference schedule and that it's going to hopefully pay off for us in the long run. And um, it's been fun. It's been challenging yeah. for sure, though. Yeah. yeah. Any like game or like specific player you want to talk about first? Just you know, go game by game. Yeah, I mean, I think our last game, just reflecting on Colorado, uh, you know, I was really impressed with um, Sharita and Delani. I just thought they both really, really played well to go up against you know a Pac-12 school where there's a little bit more size and strength. And I just, you know, I, to me, they just they just played really well. I think they had a lot of confidence. I challenged them a little bit before the game, and I thought that they really stepped up, and I was just really proud of their performance. Awesome, awesome. And you, of course, uh, are you know facing 7-0 and and 15th-ranked Utah in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Big game up in Salt Lake. What's the you know game plan going into that game? I think right now they're either number one or number two in the country with um, points scored. So, you know, for us, I think the pace of the game is going to be important. I think executing is going to be important. We have three keys that we really focus on every game, and it's rebounding and um, taking care of the ball, which we've really struggled on, and that's hurt us a little bit, and um, and executing. And so I think if we can do those three things, you know, we're always going to put ourselves in a better situation. But with teams like that, attention to detail is huge. You know, you have to make sure that you are on point and understanding your scouting report and who you're guarding and taking away their favorite things. And then we got to make baskets. You know, we got to yeah. get stops and make baskets. So there's a lot that goes into playing in a great team like that. Yeah, absolutely. And also earlier on the season, you played Oregon up mm-hmm. in Eugene, almost upset the Ducks in that contest. Well, they went up by quite a bit. You know, I think we had a nice comeback towards the end. Um, great team. Obviously, I, I uh, did a little interview with Kelly Graves. Um, Katie Grice and I both played for Kelly, so it was fun to be back there. A great opportunity to, you know, play in their gym great crowd, um, just really fun atmosphere. Again, I was also proud of kind of the way we played and um, I thought we came out and, you know, we were we were tough and we did some really good things and um, we were exposed with some things that we need to get better on and that's kind of the name of the game. That's what we were looking for with these tough games. And so, you know, I think we came away with some good things. Yeah, it's always tough playing teams like Oregon, Utah, mm-hmm. and of course the first game of the year, the New Mexico game, mm-hmm. that was a huge win for the Thunderbirds beating one of the Mount Mount West powerhouses. Right. 
New Mexico is um, just a great tradition, you know, a program that has always been really good. And, uh, you know, I know a few years back when I was at St. Mary's, we played them in the WNIT tournament. So obviously it was great that we got to play them at home. Their place is very tough to play. We'll have to go back there next year. But it was nice to have them at home. I think that first game, you know, you're just so excited to get on the court. You know, we've been practicing for so long against each other. We came out in the summer, so summer turned into fall semester. And so you're just at that point where you're really just ready to play someone else. And so it was exciting for us. I think, you know, we played well. Um, There was a lot of energy. Tamika obviously played great. It was fun to have her out there and kind of get to see what she could do and just some some new different people and some different lineups together. So I thought that was a great way to start the season. Just really proud of, of how that game went. Yeah, and you know, growing up in Vegas, for me, being a UNLV fan, New Mexico is always a good team in men's and women's basketball. And I remember there was a couple of New Mexico fans in the crowd at the game. And I was leaving uh, the AFEC when the New Mexico fans pulled me aside and was like, who are you guys? What is this program? You know, because they were so impressed with how uh, you guys played. And it was like, well, we're going to see you down the line in some sort of tournament for sure. And that's just, you know, the turnaround you've made on this program as well. Yeah, you know, so much of it is the players. And, you know, I have a great coaching staff. They work really hard. But you got to get good players. you got to get people that buy into what you're trying to do. You know, I think back on Becca Cardenas and just a great player who I think really changed the mindset of our team. You know, I think in the beginning, you know, taking over, it was trying to get them to not be afraid to win. You know, I think we were really at a place where it was like we would be in so many close games and we just would just fall apart in the last few minutes. And so I think really, you know, over that next year, you really started to see that change in that mindset where they expected to win. And I think when you can get players that do that, that have bought in and believe in what you're doing and they want to play hard for you, they want to play hard for each other, then you're going to have positive results. And so, you know, I just, there's so much I'm just grateful for the team that I walked into and and that they were excited about a change and and really, you know, wanted to wanted to win and really wanted to get to a different level. And so we've worked really hard, you know, um, this year, obviously, it's, it's been tough playing all these tough teams. And so I think right now the the mindset is we have to just understand that this is going to make us better. Yeah, absolutely. And Many people in the CRC community know know you as uh, a head coach of the women's basketball team, but tell us about yourself. You know, where have you grown up mm-hmm. and all that stuff? Sure, yeah. I'm kind of a boring story actually. <laughs> um, I grew up in Moraga, California, and I lived there until I moved out here. Okay. Um, so I went to high school in Moraga. Um, played for Camp Lindo High School. We won two state championships while I was there. Then I went on to play at St. Mary's College, which was like even closer to where yeah. I, my house. Grew up on a cattle ranch that my grandfather started. He was actually born and raised in Moraga. I think he was one of, uh, when he passed away, he was like the oldest citizen, original Moraga citizen. Oh, so wow. just have a lot of family that's still there. I had an older sister that, I, I'm in the middle of three girls, and we all three played together at some point, played at St. Mary's College together. So I got a chance to play with my older sister and play in front of my family, which was really, really awesome. And then I just kind of fell into coaching, really. Played for Kelly Graves, who's now at Oregon. And um, when I graduated, he took the Gonzaga job and went up there. And uh, his assistant took over, and she offered me a job. And so I was able to get into coaching kind of right away. It doesn't usually work that way. So it was kind of a perfect situation. I got to coach at my school and um, stayed there for quite a while until I moved out here. And um, I just remember walking into the AFEC for the first time and just falling in love with it and just seeing myself here. 
I love living here. You know, it's a great place to live if you love to be outdoors and you love landscapes and beautiful places. Like, there is not a better place in the world. So I love living here. Great people, great little community. Um, I do think we have a pretty special thing here. Absolutely. And what is the population of Moraga compared to Cedar City? I want to say Moraga is a little bit smaller. Okay. Um, I'd have to look. I'm not sure. I, I, they're pretty close. I think the difference, Moraga is uh, the, still a town. It's not even considered a city, so it's a town. It's 10-minute drive into Oakland, 10-minute drive into Walnut Creek, so there's quite a bit more around. Gotcha. Um, whereas, you know, Cedar City is kind of here, and if you want to yeah. go somewhere else, you got to drive a little bit further. So still that small town kind of feel, but I feel like here, being in the Bay Area, there's so much going on. Oh, yeah. You know, we did have a great fan base, but I think being in the Bay Area, there's there's so many more things to do. You know, it's like, oh, you know, we're going to go over here today. We're going to go do this. We're going to go do that. Whereas here, I think you have that community support because it's a, it's a great thing to be able to go to these college athletic events. And um, that's what I love about being in a small town is just that environment and you know, that's something we sell with recruits is you're you're going to walk around town and people are going to know you play for the university and people are going to be here and support you. You're going to see the same faces all the time. It's, it's a pretty cool thing. Very awesome. <laughs> what was your first uh, coaching job within St. Mary's after college basketball? Yeah, I actually, so at that time, we didn't really have director of operations. Um, so I actually was an assistant coach. We had two assistant coaches on staff. So I went from player to coach wow. within a couple months. And the transition, you know, I think I could see where it could maybe be difficult. I also had a younger sister that was playing on the team. Um, so I, I got to play with her for a year and then I coached her for three years. So that was obviously a whole nother dynamic in itself. But it was just a really cool opportunity. I think I had good relationships with my teammates, but I also think I had worked really hard to kind of become a leader and earn their respect, whereas I think it made the transition a little bit easier where I think they they knew how much I loved the game. They knew how passionate I was and how competitive I was. And so I think it wasn't as difficult as maybe it could be. But I'm just grateful that I was able to step into that role right away. You know, I didn't, you know, I guess it, because it was so long ago, I just got lucky. Um, <laughs> you know, I didn't have to work my way up through GA and director of ops and, and kind of the way you have to go now. So it was a, definitely a blessing, but I learned so much. I mean, just, you know, I've worked with some great coaches. I've played for some great coaches and I just feel really fortunate. Yeah, that's awesome because there's many coaches out there that, mm-hmm. you know, they go from junior college to junior college to junior college mm-hmm. before you even have a chance at the D1 level to coach. And moving on, so when you came here, what, what was one of the, some of the deciding factors? What was like, this is the right place yeah. for you? It's funny because I can't really put a finger on it exactly. I remember, um, you know, meeting with the athletic director and our SWA and we sat and had dinner at Chef Alfredo's and I think we sat there for two hours and just, you just felt this connection. You felt kind of the support that was there. Um, and then to walk around the campus and see the area, like I said, I just could see myself here and I'm not going to lie. It was going to take a lot to pull me away from home. I'm just, I was a homebody. So I think it, it just, it kind of sells itself. You know, I brought my daughter out here. She came with me when I moved out, but before I, uh, moved out here, she came out to visit with me and she just couldn't get over how nice everyone was. And you know, this is a high, high school girl recognizing yeah. it. And it was almost like we were in this little 
I don't know how to express how to describe <laughs> it. Like uh, I think our volleyball coach calls it a hallmark movie, and that's a little bit what it feels like. Yeah. You know, it's you walk around and you know you pass people on the street, and everybody's going to talk to you. They're going to say hello. They're friendly. Um, you go through a drive-through, and it's like the nicest people in the world. And I think that's a pretty cool thing. You don't find that everywhere. Yeah, and yeah. Totally true about the Hallmark, you know, when the Christmas lights mm-hmm. are up in downtown, it feels like yep. <laughs> a Hallmark movie just <laughs> walking downtown. Spot. Yeah. A little segue, you mentioned your daughter, Samantha mm-hmm. Johnson, who is also a junior mm-hmm. and is a and is a guard on the basketball team. And that's a very unique relationship because you don't see much parents coaching their kids, especially right. at the division one level. What is that relationship like on and off the court? Yeah. I, I mean we try to separate it and I think I always say it's harder for her than it probably is for me. You know, when she's out there, I really don't look at her as like, she's my kid. If you ask the team, they'd probably say if there's one person I pick on the most, it's probably her. So maybe they do recognize that it's my kid. I don't know. (laughs) But, you know, and I told her that going in. I said, if this is what, you know, this is going to be your decision. And if it's the decision you make, you have to understand, like, it's going to be difficult at times. You know, it's going to be hard and I have to be hard on you. People have to see that, you know, I'm going to be hard on you, and that's just how it goes. She's handled it well. I mean, she really has. I think she's a great teammate. I think all of her teammates would say that about her. I mean, I think she understands the ultimate goal is to win. And so however she can contribute to that, she wants to, whether it's, you know, being somebody's biggest fan or getting on the court and making plays for us. Um, You know, she's hit some crucial shots for us already since she's been here. So She's done a really good job, and I'm super, super proud of her. And, you know, it's given us a chance to – I get to see her play, you know, and that wouldn't have happened. She gets to play for mom, and I think that's something that's kind of been her dream since she was five years old going to camp with me. So I don't think it was a tough decision for her. I think there's times where it's hard because after a game, you know, she probably wants mom. But she yeah. has a great grandma, and so she calls her grandma. <laughs> and then her grandma calls me and tells me what I should be doing. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But um, no, you know, I I do think she's handled it really well. And it's been a lot of fun. You know, she's great with recruiting. She's good with recruits. She wants to play with great players. She wants to she wants to see me and the program be successful. You know, whether she's here for four or five years or whatever it ends up being like, I think she wants to be a part of something great. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, Sam is just a great person as well. I have her in one of my classes and she's just an amazing person. And brings up great points in the sports class we're in together. Good. So that's, good. you know, it's always a great time when she's in, in class. And moving on, so within the program, mm-hmm. came into the program, Thunderbird basketball wasn't really at its peak, mm-hmm. a couple of struggling seasons in both women's and men's uh, in their programs. What was the idea when you first got the head coaching job here of how to transform the program? Right. I think a huge part of it is accountability. You know, I think there needed to be a little bit more accountability of just being held to a high standard, not being able to get away with certain things and kind of having rules of how you were going to do things and um, holding to them, them to that. And I think I found a staff that really was on board with that too. Um, you know, kind of unique that we had all kind of played for similar coaches or the same coach or whatever, but we all kind of knew that that was important for us to move forward. And I will be honest, like even today, we went back to some of the stuff that we did, you know, early this year, last year, some peer pressure stuff. Like, I think it's kind of the foundation of us paying attention to detail and holding each other to a high standard and all those different things. So we really try to focus on those. But I think accountability was huge. I think being competitive, you know, we tried to make every drill competitive, whether it was a shooting drill, 
we were playing um, just put them in different situations where they had to compete and there was a winner and a loser and there was something at stake, you know. Punishment is, it sucks when you have to run because you lose or whatever it is. But at the end of the day, like, that's what makes you go a little bit harder, too. You know, you got to find out what makes people tick. And I think some people are self-motivated. They just hate losing. Some people need, you know, something, some stakes, some reward or punishment. And so really, you just have to find out, you know, how people want to be coached and different personalities and then how to just make them competitive. I think those two things are really what's helped us kind of get... And obviously recruiting is huge, you know, recruiting is such a big piece of the puzzle today and what we do. And so Katie obviously is our recruiting coordinator. She does a great job. And coach, you've done your fair share of recruiting over the years. Mm -hmm. And a lot of general fans are like, oh, that player is good. You know, let's just sign up scholarship and they're here. Mm -hmm. But recruiting is really like the belly of the beast Mm -hmm. within any program. You know, what is a good recruiting strategy to recruit the best talent? I think there's a lot of things that go into it. I mean, sometimes, you know, the talent is great, but you also have to find the right personalities that are going to fit in with with you as a coach and your style and then with your team. You know, if you don't find – one of the things that I love about our team is, like, I feel like we have a very diverse group of people. You know, we have some international people. We have some Utah people. We have people from all over the place, different cultures. Like, to me, that is – going to be the face of my team always. I think that's important for them to to get to know other people and understand different things and make friends for life. Like I think that's crucial, but the chemistry is always going to be a huge piece for me. I think to move forward and to continue to get better, you have to have the chemistry and you have to have the people that are going to buy into what you're doing and what you're asking them to do. And I think we have that, which is awesome. But um you know, with that, I think we've been able to go to Australia Um, When I was at St. Mary's, we recruited a lot of Australians. So we've been able to go to Australia, which has been nice, and and pull some kids from there. Uh, You know, we've gone all over the West Coast. And and so it's it's fun to kind of find some different areas. And um, you got to find, you know, your teams that you're connected with, your club teams, your high school teams, and and really pull from people that you trust that are going to give you honest feedback about players. And and then you got to do the work to – I'm always one like, and I tell Katie this all the time, like I like to talk to kids on the phone before, you know, we offer them or whatever. I like to see them play live if we can. To me, you get, you you know, it can't be, I feel like with the pressure of recruiting right now, people are pulling triggers really quickly and Mm -hmm. sometimes you have to, but I'm also like, I I really think there's value in trying to get to know someone and making sure that they're going to be a good fit. Absolutely. You know, mm-hmm. I see on social media, you know, 16 year old kids are getting right. offers already. And I'm like, wow, yeah. you know, but it's always great to get to know a recruit mm-hmm. the best that you can. And with the team right now, what is what's the strategy uh, looking like going into conference play coming up? I think for us, it's that continuing to get better and focus on the things that we can control. Like we know what's going to help us win and we know what we're struggling with now. We've, like I said, we've played this schedule where we've really been exposed with some things, but I think we also have played a schedule where I feel like we have confidence to play with anyone. You know, if we can go out and we can play with an Oregon or we can go to Colorado and, you know, like I said, Sharita and Dela were awesome. I think we know, okay, it doesn't matter in conference. Like, let's go in there with that confidence. Like, hey, we can handle this. Then it's a matter of, you know, paying attention to the details, the rebounding, the execution, taking care of the ball. Um, Those those little things are going to be super important. And 
and then with that, you know, it's it's a it's a chess game of staying healthy too. You know, balancing you know when we have to get hard in the gym and when we need to take a day off. And there's always been this mindset of uh, you got to push, push, push. But really, with the grind of the schedule, some days you just need to take a day off and yeah. rest your bodies. You know, and so I think trying to to figure that out too is always interesting. <laughs> right on, right on. And especially with this being the first year in the Western Athletic Conference and a lot of new teams as well. What's the game plan for just playing those new teams because it's a brand new conference, right. adjusting to all of them? Is it watching film? Is mm-hmm. it you know highlighting their key players and trying to take them out of games, you know? Yeah, I think, you know, my coaching staff does an awesome job on our scouting reports. We really try to focus on, you know, personnel, how they're going to defend some of our stuff. We go through their sets. But I think personnel is always key. You know, if we can take away different people's strengths, especially the key players. We know what yeah. they like to do, and we can try to minimize their that or take things away. We're going to put ourselves in a better um, situation. And a lot of that takes IQ while you're out on the court. You know, you have to think about who I'm guarding. We might get switched. You might be guarding someone different. Um, so it's really a, a focus and attention to detail there. And then we do. I mean, we'll do film for at least three days leading up to a game. Obviously, we have quick turnaround with some of these games and travel in between, which is going to make it a little bit more difficult, but we'll do quite a bit of film. I think especially going into a new conference where, um, you know, we haven't played a lot of these teams before, it's going to be watching a lot of games and getting a, you know, synergy is a great, great thing for us. I don't know if you're familiar with synergy, but uh, it breaks down a lot of stuff. So it'll tell you, you know, how much zone they play, how much man they play. If they press, it just tells you a lot and you can go through and and break out clips and and look at different things, which has been super, super helpful. But I think it's going to be a lot of film. It's going to be a lot of getting to know different teams. And then with that, the travel, you know, you're traveling new places and figuring out how that works. And, you know, travel isn't always easy. So (laughs) (laughs) yeah, especially, you know, the farthest team in the big sky probably mm-hmm. was Montana or yep. Eastern Washington. And now it's traveling all the way down to Texas. Yep. Yeah. So it's going to be a little bit different. Yeah. Yeah. But. For sure. Any shout outs, coach? You want to mention anyone? Ooh. <laughs> I think. If my high school coach is out there listening, which yeah. there's a good chance he might be, Scott Espinosa Brown. I give a shout out to him. Awesome. He's an amazing, amazing man. One of my greatest mentors, like a dad to me. Like a dad. Nice. <laughs> That's awesome. It's always great to have coaches that yeah. are like that. My high school golf coach, you know, definitely yeah. a mentor to me. You know, he, you know, texts me every once in a while, Hey, I'm in town. You want to go golfing yeah. here? And I'm like, it's cold, but yeah, we can, we can try. Sure. You know? <laughs> yeah. You got to make it happen for sure. Yeah. With this team and some of the star players on the team, how have they shined their roles? Like Lizzie Williamson, she's uh-huh. top 20 in a lot of categories nationally for blocks and rebounds. Uh, you know, Sam, a great leader on the team. Tamika, transfer from Idaho State. You know, how do their roles fit on onto the roster? Yeah. Well, one of the things that we talked about when this season started was – you know, on paper, I think this is the best team that we've had. Just the way we all complement each other. You know, you have like a Lizzie in there who's just long, who's going to change the game. Um, she's there to protect the rim. She's tough to guard. You know, I, I think in the WAC we have one of the, the bigger teams, which is kind of nice. Then you add Meg in there as a transfer. Um, you add Ashley in there with her length. We have some really good size. And Meg is super skilled. You know, she um, – she finishes well around the rim. She can shoot it out to the three. And Ashley's the same. You know, I think she's going to be someone that you watch her throughout the year. 
year and she's just going to continue to get better and better and Briar brings a huge amount of toughness in there I mean she's so physical and she rebounds the ball she loves to rebound the ball so we have that that solid post group yeah and then you go out to the guards and you know obviously we have a lot of returners and Sam and Dale and Sharita who've been here a couple years they know how we do it and um, they play really I think those three play really well together and then you add in Tamika who's just unreal you know she's she's a great defender obviously she was defender of the year and then on the offensive side you know I, I feel like she's just as good on the offensive side she can do so much so it's fun to have. And then little Lexi, I mean, she's out now with an ACL, but she was coming along so well and just um, just such a great energy. She brings so much energy and just fun to be around. And um, Kinley, you add Kinley in there, and, you know, she's a great shooter. And so we'll be excited to get her back. She should be coming back hopefully pretty soon from a rib injury. So I just feel like we had a great combination of, you know, shooters and drivers and um, – guards that could post up and uh, bigs that could shoot out on the perimeter. So we just have a lot of different weapons. And the biggest challenge, I think, initially was kind of figuring out how to play together, what lineups worked really well together. And that's something I think with some injuries, we're still trying to work out, you know, what's the best combination here um, in different, different scenarios. But I think at the end of the day, you know, I'm excited about the game where we have five or six people all on at the same time and it's gonna click you know it's taken a little bit of time but I think it is gonna click and you know I'm I'm still just super excited about this team I think the sky's the limit if if we can get healthy and get on the right track awesome and especially talking about Megan Jensen a transfer from Mm -hmm. Utah Valley you know that's gonna be huge for her coming up especially with it being you know Utah Valley comes here and then you guys go up there, it's going to be a huge like homecoming opportunity for her to yeah. play against her old team. Yeah, and she's played several schools in the WAC now too, which is nice. You know, she has that experience. She's traveled to some of these places, so that'll be a good asset for us to have. I think she's excited about it, and she's another one. You know, I think she just adds a lot of versatility to us, and um, she's she plays hard. Anything else, Coach? I don't think so. Just excited. I know we have finals week, and then we yeah. got one more home game, and then we go up to Utah before Christmas. So just looking forward to these last couple games before Christmas break and then getting into the whack. Awesome. Uh, when is that uh, home game after finals week? So we play on Saturday. La Sierra, awesome. um, the men play. It's a doubleheader, so the men play NAU at 1, and then we play at 6.30 that night. Um, so hopefully people can – Come to the men's game, go grab some food, stick around, yeah. and come to the women's game. Absolutely. The last chance for many SU students to, you know, see the Thunderbirds play before right. the new year and uh, 2023 comes along yep. as well. Right around the corner. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. That is all for the coaches show today. Once again, Thank you, Coach Sanders, yeah, for absolutely. taking the time out of your schedule and getting the girls prepared for the second slate of the season. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it.